Welcome back to another episode of the 100 Series Everyday Awesome Podcast. I am Juwan Arrington, and as usual, we are bringing you an amazing person here in the Kawasaki City and surrounding area who are doing amazing things here and uh, doing something a little special here today. We're going to be talking about going green. We know that Earth Day is coming up here very soon, so I wanted to bring in someone here who is definitely doing their part in helping out the environment. So, Tina Hurlbert, how are you? Good, thanks. How about you? I'm doing very well, doing very well. So, yeah, thank you for, for uh, t- taking the time to, to, to come down here. I know you're from the, the Dubuque area, so appreciate you coming down to the Quad Cities to talk about this. Yeah, no problem. So, for all of those who are listening who don't know who you are, who is Tina Hurlbert? So, um, I grew up in a really small town in Illinois. Um, by small, I mean like 30, 35 people. Um, and I went to a school of like 200, and that was preschool through high school, all in one building. So like super small school. Um, my class when I graduated was about 30 people. Um, and that kind of, I guess, started where like all my eco um, awareness came from because I was just so into the environment at a young age. Um, I just grew up, my parents were really carefree, so they let me kind of wander around out in the forest. You know, even at like five, six years old, I kind of just got to go. I had dogs and cats that would like walk with me on every, you know, little adventure I'd go on. And yeah, and so I actually didn't like get a smartphone all through high school, um, not until a couple years into college did I get a smartphone. Um, So I just like had this really deep connection with nature and not really with um, the internet or, um, you know, like TV or anything growing up. We didn't even have like high speed internet at all. I don't think you still can watch a video very well at my parents' house actually, like they don't have very good internet. Um, but yeah, so like, I mean, we had dial up until I was in high school. So it just like, that was very, um, far away from what I was raised with. Um, but yeah, so then once I, um, you know, I went to college for engineering physics. So I'm actually an engineer now. I do software engineering, but, um, I started to develop this, um, realization that there's so much more to learn, um, out there and I could learn a lot given my phone and the internet um, and I learned more about how to help the environment and that kind of built where I am now. Cool. So so kind of talk about what does it mean exactly to be eco-friendly to you? Yeah so um, the thing is is there's so many different aspects to it and I don't think a lot of people realize that um, or maybe they do and then they just think it's so much that they can't do it all at once Um, but really you know it's more about to me about looking at a specific um, thing in your life and maybe bringing some eco-friendliness or eco-awareness to that specific part of your life Um, and then realizing that there's so much more to learn still but it's okay to just start with one thing and work from there Um, and really you know eco-friendly can mean a lot there's so many different aspects to it um, with you know carbon offsetting and just like you know, just doing what you can at home. I mean, there's little things that you can do, just growing your own food and whatnot. Um, So it's so broad that I think that, um, you know, it's not important to look at the huge picture. It's just looking at the specific things that you can do and doing the little things um, and and considering that just 
those little things as being eco-friendly, um, you know, it's going to help you get there because um, I think a lot of people just look at the big picture and they're like, There's, this is too much. Like, I can't do it all. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, and so, um, you know, that's where you just want to look at the little things that you do and be like, wow, I'm eco-friendly when I do this. You know, I, I maybe I throw my banana peels, like, in the backyard rather than throwing them in the trash. Like, that's something that is more eco-friendly, actually. And, and a lot of people don't even realize Talk that. about that. So how does that, how does that help? <laughs> um, so, you know, putting compost in your trash bag right think about it you're putting this stuff that is biodegradable and you're wrapping it up in a bag where it can't reach oxygen and the only way things can biodegrade is with oxygen so you're preventing that thing from being able to biodegrade um, and so then it goes to the landfill and actually landfills are notorious for having almost like very little oxygen at all um, just because of all of the stuff that there it creates like a lot of carbon monoxide actually and so um, so there's not enough oxygen there in general for you know comp compostable things or biodegradable things to biodegrade so if you're just throwing those things in the trash bag and you're wrapping them up in plastic um, yeah that's just not it's not gonna be good so um, you know even using your your garbage disposal at home is like way better you know if you throw your banana peel in your garbage disposal and you okay yeah that's just, that's way better for the environment um than putting in your trash bag but yeah like doing little things like that just noticing those little things and being like wow i can help by doing this one thing and and realizing it really does make a difference is like it's it's the way to way to go if you want to be eco-friendly cool so how long did it take you to like be completely um, you know, eco, eco-friendly. I know I'm talking about some of the small things, but how or what was your process? So um, I want to say about two and a half years ago, um, and I'm kind of a, a big festival go festival goer, right? That's like my other thing, um, and it's it's kind of I try to make it go hand in hand, even though they're two very different subjects. Um, but I was at a festival actually, and this girl came up to me, and she like told me about how she became vegan and why she became vegan and like how it was so much better for her whatever um, and so after that I was like thinking about it she planted the seed that's what we like to say was when you put a thought in somebody's mind oh, yeah. yep, and it yep, grows yep. from there right um, and so she did that and I you know just kept thinking about it and um, you know within a couple like not even a month I think I became completely vegan um, overnight and that was because I did watch some um, documentaries and um, I like to think it's because of like, you know, I go to school for engineering, like I'm an intelligent person. I realize that, wow, like there's so much more happening than I realized. Um, and I can't go into all the details because there's just so much, um, especially with just like um, the, the, the dairy industry and the meat industry in, in general. Um, and just like the big corporations that, you know, make this all um, very controversial. But um, really, I just, I, w I became vegan and I really realized that like, wow, I, you know, I'm intelligent. I can do this. This is going to help. Um, even though it's just one person doing something like it can make a difference and I can inspire other people to change from that. Um, and so I became vegan and I, I want to say like, I started doing other things too, like little things. Like I bought beeswax wraps, right? Which are, um, wraps you put over top of your food instead of plastic wrap. And this is way before I got into sustainability and, and really understanding what it was. 
And so I was like already dabbling, right? I, I liked plants, I knew that was better. I liked the environment. I just didn't know what sustainability was and how big the picture was. Um, and so then I actually was told by a friend who was really into um, growing her own food and she's a very um, eco-conscious person. And I, um, she told me about this podcast actually, Green Dreamer. And Green Dreamer podcast um, is by Kamea Shane. She basically um, talks to all different entrepreneurs. She's based in LA, I believe. Um, and she talks to all these entrepreneurs that are making these sustainable companies. And, and so she talks to all different types of people that are making clothing and are um, doing carbon offsetting. And I learned like, wow, this picture's huge. Like the, there's so much more than just like food and you know, like what you eat, it's in plastic, just plastic bags. Like people think like these are the few things that people think about when they're thinking about being eco-friendly. But really, I mean, your clothing has huge impact on it as well. Um, I mean, there's there's so much you can do around the house, like with your plastic bottles that you might maybe have for cleaning and your shampoo and soap. So, um, you know, I just started realizing that there's like this huge broad spectrum of eco friendliness that I just like wasn't doing and I was like wow I'm vegan I'm saying like people should go vegan because they, it's going to help the environment but I'm doing all this other stuff like I wasn't even at that time bringing you know my own bags to the store and this was only two years ago okay so it happened pretty slowly at first I you know I started taking little things um, I would get something new so say I need a new sponge because my sponge is old at home right so instead of buying like the same plastic sponge that I normally get I decided to look up eco-friendly options so I would just google it really I mean I bought a lot of stuff off at Amazon actually which isn't the most eco-friendly way to go but um, in a sense at first it just was helping me to realize like what I could do um, and now I know a lot more better brands that you know ship without plastic and stuff and and that's really all part of the learning right you, you start small and you you start getting involved by okay I need a new sponge so I'm gonna find an eco-friendly sponge maybe I can get um, like a walnut based um, scrubber there's some of those that that was one of my first ones that I got um, now I have like all bamboo based um, I have like four different um, scrub brushes for my sink and they're all made of uh, bamboo and and you know biodegradable fibers basically so um, just doing those little things I was able to realize wow I can I can go everywhere. I can go to my bathroom. I can, you know, and replace the stuff in my bathroom. I can replace like the things that I buy for cleaning my face and my makeup. And then um, I want to say probably at the end of last summer, I started to realize like, wow, I'm buying all this junk clothing. Like I can't buy this clothing anymore. It's and I started to realize like this clothing's made of plastic. I'd buy, and I'm a huge festival goer again, so this is like clothing I'd wear one time. Okay. Um, made in, in like a harness, right? There, mm -hmm. There's these harnesses that are really popular right now, completely made of plastic. And I was realizing, wow, this is not, this isn't, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm doing this in this other part of my life. I'm replacing all these things with sustainable um, alternatives and I can't be buying these clothes that are only to be worn one time. And what we call that is fast fashion, right? 
um, fast fashion is where companies um, make clothing quickly, you know, fast turnaround, styles that go out of style within a few months, um, you know, and they're made of plastic. I mean, polyester is made of plastic and a lot of your clothing, I mean, most everybody's clothing is made of plastic these days. I mean, elastic is plastic. If your clothes can stretch, you're probably made of plastic unless you specifically bought, you know, clothing that was made out of biodegradable fibers, 100% cotton t-shirts are decently common, but, um, you know, most leggings and whatnot are, are not anymore. So I started to realize that. Um, I also came across the knowledge that washing clothes made of plastic releases a bunch of um, microplastics into the waterways. And I, you know, had no idea. So every time you wash your clothing, you're releasing all this plastic um, out into the waterways that gets consumed by fish or whatever and, you know, goes into our our groundwater, we drink it again. So it's just this cycle that's like, oh, you know, this is not what I want to be contributing to. So um, I started um, thrifting. Uh, I learned how to um, basically find people that were selling their used rave clothing or one-time worn or like models that only wore their clothes for a photo shoot um, I figured out how to find their closets on Instagram and um, basically uh, reuse their clothing when after they used it once um, so I was still in the styles that are new uh, but I'm reusing the clothes that otherwise would be sitting in someone's closet for a really long time or tossed in the trash. Um, on top of that, I've been also exploring actual sustainable companies for clothing as well. Um, so that's clothing that's made without plastic or, or with reused um, plastic. So there's definitely a lot of um, companies out there like Woven Threads and um, Girlfriend Collective that are making uh, like workout clothing out of reused um, plastic bottles so that's kind of cool too um, in another sustainable way but um, so I really started getting to you know dived into these this clothing part of it and it really just like all came around to me um, I feel pretty rounded now but I'm far from perfect um, and that's one thing that I really want to stress is that it's it's gonna be really hard to go zero waste like that's a huge goal and um, you know most people are not gonna get there in their lifetime it's so hard in the way things are today but um, taking those little steps um, can help you grow to a point where I'm at where you know it's more rounded and I'm trying to get better in every aspect of my life. So, so when you're, when you're talking about all these different clothing companies out there and you gave a few examples already, um, where can people like find things like that? Like if they, they want to find, you know, you know, if they're wearing, you know, t-shirts or something like that, where can they go to find, to find, you know, some, some clothing like that? Yeah, so um, I had like a lot of trouble with this at first, and I actually um, found like this influencer, you call it like a you know popular model on Instagram that actually was kind of going for what I was going for. She only uh, models small companies. And although small companies are really good, they're not always sustainable. They're not always using um, eco-friendly products or thinking about the environment or fair trade and whatnot as well. So um, I would kind of dive into her um, her posts 
and, and explore the outfits that she tagged. And from there, I started to find the sustainable clothing. And I mean, you can Google sustainable clothing and especially for everyday clothes, it's super easy to find sustainable clothing online. Um, but for rave wear, that's where it gets a little weird. So that's why what I, I did what I did um, because for everyday clothes, I mean, I, I'm an engineer. I've worn the same clothes for the last two years to work. I mean, I don't need new clothes for engineering. I like to keep it new when I'm going out and being more creative in my festival. Um, you know, that's what I do for fun. So, and people are all different. I mean, maybe you do like new clothes for work every, you know, few months. So, um, if you're going to try to find sustainable clothing, I would just go on Google, type it in, and go to their website. Don't just go to Amazon. Go to their website and read about them. There's always an about section on every website. If they don't have an about section, they're probably a not very good company. Um, if, if you want a real company that's really trying to like help the environment, they're going to have a lot of information about what they're doing to help the environment. So go to their website read about them and, and see if they, are, they have um, a lot of information about what they're doing in specific to helping the environment. And if they don't have a lot of information, they could very well be only using that sustainable keyword to be getting people like you that don't know. So um, there's definitely a lot of people out there that are faking it that say they're sustainable and they don't even, they're, you know, they're still making stuff out of plastic. So, um, you know, look at the ingredients, right? There's an ingredients list on your clothing, although there isn't for most clothing, um, you know, eco-friendly uh, companies will tell you what is in your clothing. And it's important. I mean, you, you put that against your skin all day. I mean, th that definitely, it's proven that plastic against your skin is not good for your skin. Um, and also it's not good for the waterways when you wash it, right? So, um, you know, just kind of really looking into the companies that you're buying from and being more of a conscious consumer. That's really um, what helps you become more eco-friendly. Gotcha. And earlier you mentioned that uh, when you chose to go vegan, that also helped. Yeah. Eco-friendly. Talk about talk about that because I always I was always curious as to how being vegan would assist with being eco-friendly. If you could explain more about that. Yeah. So um, uh, yeah, I guess a lot of people don't really realize um, that. Basically, and it really it comes down to the meat industry and um, particularly the dairy industry or, um, you know, the cattle industry where, you know, right now, if you think about it, right, there's so many cows so that people can have steaks and hamburgers and, and um, milk and cheese and whatnot. And um, right now we have all these cornfields and really all these cornfields are feeding these cows. So we're shipping you know, the corn to the cows and then the cows to the stores to our plate. And really, um, it's just not sustainable. And, and that's just what it comes down to it. There's so much more water that goes into that steak that you want or that hamburger that you want um, than it would be if you were to just eat <clears throat> like a bean burger instead or something of similar protein value. Um, and you can look into it online. I mean, this is a huge controversial topic and um, there's a lot of studies on it. Um, but when it gets down to it, um, overall, especially when it comes to the red meat, um, you know, from cows in particular, uh, 
it's just more eco-friendly to stray away from that um, because of the the kind of the the shipping back and forth. If we were to all like say if we were all to eat like really small portions of beef like in, in, in from local people like it might be sustainable. I don't know. I mean that's got to be like a huge study that you know would have to be done. But maybe somebody's done it. But um, from my research, you know you, when you get down to it, it's definitely. It's more eco-friendly, especially right now when everyone is like, I'm eating three hamburgers a day. I'm over yeah. here trying to offset that. <laughs> so yeah, and actually, like, there's, like, way too much protein when you eat that much meat, Yeah, too. yeah, and people don't realize, and, and a lot of people aren't looking at, you know, what they're eating. So in my mind, maybe it's not, um, in the end, the most sustainable thing for everyone to be vegan. I'm not sure. I haven't looked into the studies that deep, but um, for me to be vegan when everyone else is going hard, on eating meat I feel like I'm I'm trying to offset it and I live fine I've been vegan for two and a half years I love cooking um, I make some really good food I actually kind of have a dream of maybe someday um, having like a food bus that's vegan that go around from festival to festival but I don't know that's kind of far-fetched <laughs> right yeah and um, like I think the last time we actually uh, worked, worked together you asked me about you know vegan restaurants here in the Quad Cities but because I'm not vegan I yeah. really don't know but yeah. i did come across one it's called taste of ethiopia oh okay in, in downtown davenport okay they have some they have some some good vegan options there that's good to know good to know yeah and that's the thing that's one of the hardest parts is, is going out and finding places to eat vegan i like i said i love cooking so i don't have too much trouble but um yeah if you're somebody that goes out to eat all the time uh, i guess mexican usually you can find places you know vegan to eat there but in Chinese, but that's about it. <laughs> right. um, you kind of touched base on this a little bit earlier on, but like right now, uh, what is like a couple couple quick things that people can do uh, to to you know be a little bit more eco friendly? Um, so, like I said, um, you know, to start uh, small. Um, but here are like a kind of a list of things that um, I do in particular so um like when it comes to the kitchen right i had i told you guys about uh the different like um biodegradable scrub brushes i use instead of plastic um so another thing is a lot of people have ziplocs so i have these nice little like um they're i can't remember what they're made out of i think they are plastic but you can reuse them over and over again and they um, close really nice and you can microwave them and you can freeze them so they're really awesome and they come in all different sizes um i always use rags instead of paper towels just because paper towels you know you throw them in the garbage and they're just wasteful so um you know rags um 100 cotton always so that they're not made of plastic um, and then I can, you know, wash them, reuse them. Um, I actually DIY all my soaps for the kitchen. So um, for my, um, like, cleaning my dishes soap, uh, I make my own. And so, like, I have a big bottle, like, castile soap and, um, like, these bar soaps that are kind of like the... Um, like coarse soap ingredients and like baking soda and whatnot and I put that all together and make my own soap um for like hand soap I actually do buy hand soap 
um, but I always buy bars and I actually buy bar everything for in the bathroom. So I have bar shampoo, bar conditioner, um, bar body wash. Uh, so that's kind of how I um, do that because obviously bars um, don't come in plastic. They're more concentrated so I don't have to buy them as often. Um, I actually have bar face wash and face moisturizer too. Um, and I usually don't have to buy anything more often than like once every six months. So that's kind of nice. Um, and I buy them from brands like Ethique, which are, um, they come completely in like completely biodegradable packaging. So that's really nice. Um, a little more expensive, but when you take it back the fact that you don't have to buy it as often, I think it works out. Um, for fooding, food, food, I actually, um, so other than just eating vegan, I started utilizing Imperfect Foods, which is a company that delivers you food every okay. week. And it's all food that otherwise would have been thrown away um, because of either their expiration date is coming up or it just looks weird, you know, like two big carrots, like totally edible, but just not something they want to put on the shelf. Um, and like overstock and things like that um so that's really cool and i've never had food shift to my house before but it's really nice i hardly ever go shopping anymore so that's pretty cool um what else um so that's most of the stuff inside the house obviously clothing so i thrift for pretty much everything i do a little bit of modeling so pretty much everything that i model i always thrift if i want to do something um little bit different i try to find something at a thrift store to wear um and then otherwise i like look online and try to buy stuff off of depop or those other like mercari or their aunt their apps actually that you can um buy re or um stuff that is secondhand online basically um you know one thing is to kind of be careful because there are like uh, I don't know companies that are really cheap that go on there and make accounts too and you can kind of tell if you go to the accounts like they'll have a hundred pictures of somebody modeling like the same person modeling different clothes and then you're like oh yeah this company this is definitely a company not just a person so you kind of have to be careful um and some some of those places online will try to trick you um but I mean, you could always make your own clothes and mend your clothing, right? So get a little sewing needle and learn how to just, you know, fix yeah, rips know and tears. Yeah, well, so I make my own clothing um, with crocheting. I do a lot of crocheting. I'll make my own festival outfits um, out of 100% cotton. But um, even just like mending your, your clothes. So if you have like a pair of your favorite pants and they rip, um, so learning how to sew and sewing them back up and continue using them rather um, than just throwing them away is like way better, right? So, um, you know, obviously, uh, what do they say? You know, you want to have clothes that you love, you know, not something that you just wear once and you you toss so if you're going out and you're getting something new find something that you plan on wearing for a long time not something that you just want because it's in style um so you know that's another thing and really um you know i wanted to touch base on the the idea of just being conscious um 
I've realized that it can be so hard to do this stuff if you aren't conscious of what's going on around you. If you walk in the store and you're just like mindlessly grabbing stuff off the shelf and throwing it in the in the cart, you're not going to be able to do this very well. So if you can go into a store and think, I am going to shop consciously today. I'm going to be aware of what I'm putting in my cart and how much plastic and how much impact maybe it's going to have. Um, you know, you're going to do so much better at this. So, you know, I practice and I, and this is something I started way later than all of this is, um, I practice meditation and what that does is allows me to be more analytical of everything I do. I can be in the moment and think, okay, I am an eco-friendly person. I don't want to grab this plastic bag right now. I don't accidentally grab it because I'm not thinking, right? And, th and that's the, the problem is at first, and, and you know, eventually it does come become habitual, but I don't know how many times, like when I first started, I forgot my reusable bags when going to the store. I'm sure people that do bring reusable bags have been in the same situation a bunch of times, right? So just being conscious and being able to plan ahead and being like, okay, I'm going to the store. I need to bring my bags. Like that's going to be so much more helpful. Um, so, and that's something that also like helps you in every aspect of your life, right? Is just being conscious. Um, so definitely if you haven't looked into meditation, I highly recommend it. <laughs> Very cool. Oh, this has been some really cool information here that you've been sharing with us. So we definitely appreciate you coming on here, everything that you've been saying. Is there anything else that you want to share or get out there um, before we sign off here? Um, I don't think so. Uh, just, you know, I hope you guys uh, try to be a little bit more green in your everyday lives. Cool. And how can people find you online if they want to look you up? Um, so I am on Instagram as the small forest child, um, or you can look up the river and you might find me. Um, I, uh, I don't actually have my actual name on Instagram, so, um, hopefully maybe, um, you can tag me or something, for sure. <laughs> but yeah. Hello. Well, thank you so much, Tina, for coming on here. Yeah. And uh, everyone at home, thank you for listening to another episode of the 100 Series Everyday Awesome Podcast. Stay tuned, keep subscribing, keep following us so you know exactly when we're going to drop the next episode and uh, showcase the next awesome person from right here in the Quad Cities. Thank you all, and as always, I will see you soon.